0: Almost every high school student remembers the famous line from Julius Caesar that goes, The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. In other words, the bad guys are remembered. The things the good guys did, we often forget. We hesitate to disagree with William Shakespeare. How many of us can recall the specific deeds of Jack the Ripper, Rasputin the Mad Monk, or Lucrezia Borgia. And how many of us will always remember the good deeds of Florence Nightingale, Joan of Arc, Abraham Lincoln. Our tale begins one stormy night when Eberhard Edwards was awakened from a deep sleep.
1: Everhard Edwards. Yes? Who's that? Who's speaking? Listen to me. What do you want? I wish to reward you.
2: For what? I don't need anything. I
1: am the one to decide that ever.
2: If you say so.
1: A reward for services above and beyond the call of duty. A reward for being that rarest of creatures. A good man. Uh, That's very kind of you, I'm sure, but I... Get out of bed. Stand in front of the long mirror. Turn around. What do you see? The light's not too good, but I
3: No. It can't
2: be that that's impossible.
1: That is my sign. My reward. My recognition of gratitude for your service.
2: But 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 what will people think? What will people say?
0: Our mystery drama, How Eberhard Won His Wings, was written especially for the Radio Mystery Theater by Arnold Moss and stars Hans Conried. Eberhard Edwards, besides being a very competent bank teller, was one of that little band of unsung heroes whose major purpose in being alive is to try to make life a little better, a little more bearable for those around him. The one characteristic that always distinguished Eberhard from his fellow man was his love for his neighbor, his eagerness to do good in the world. For example, there was the Sunday he and his wife Mabel were at the beach and there was a cry for help. A man was drowning... Before the lifeguard could get down off his platform, Eberhard had dashed into the sea and made a daring rescue of the drowning man.
4: What on earth were you thinking of? What made you do it, Eberhard?
2: (laughs) The poor man was drowning. He he needed help. But not your help. You can't even swim. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? Well, something just told me to jump in. I, I guess I just didn't think. The man needed help, and I gave it.
0: And there was the time with a blind, crippled beggar.
5: Hey, mister, could you help out a fellow who's less fortunate than yourself?
2: Have you got 50 cents, Mabel?
4: 50 cents? Don't give him a penny. 50 cents? Now what could I do with 50 cents?
2: What do you need, my poor man?
4: Well, I need some new
5: clothes to keep me warm. My kids haven't had a decent meal in days. My wife is on the way to the hospital with another blessed event.
4: My sister-in-law... Not Lord... one cent ever. I'll heard. give him
2: a dollar. A dollar? Now, what could a person in my miserable circumstances begin to do with a dollar? Five. 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 The ten. Ten. Uh. How about twenty? Um, five, ten, twenty. five, ten, twenty... There you are, you poor man, and, and and better luck Oh,
4: thank you, sir You're a very considerate gentleman Eberhard. why did you give that bum $20? Well,
2: the poor fellow needed help A new suit, food for his kids, his wife, you know he's got yeah, a... Yeah,
4: but the man's a crook He's not blind, he's not crippled
2: He's not?
4: No, the minute you gave him the money, he got up and walked away
2: and So he did, didn't he? Oh, but it doesn't really matter.
4: Oh, how can you say that? Well,
2: even if he wasn't telling the whole truth, he needed the money more than we did.
4: Eberhard,
2: I, I you. Really? I know I'm right. Something, a, a voice inside me, told me it was the right thing to do. And that's the way Eberhard Edwards
0: lived his life. Yes, Eberhard was a good man. But life suddenly changed one day for the Edwards. The event altered the smooth course of their life forever. It began one night, in bed. Eberhard had had a hard day at the office.
2: There are things that are right, and there are things that are wrong. And a a man must do what he thinks is right.
4: Oh, Eberhard talking in your sleep again, and it's keeping me awake. Huh? Oh, I uh? Just turn over and go back to
2: sleep. Oh, of course, dear. I'm, I'm sorry. <sighs> uh, you, you can't always be sure. It, well, it doesn't matter. The, the main thing, do what you think is good. Good.
1: Everhard
2: Edwards. Mm. Who, who's that? Uh, Who is it? I I don't see anyone. Of
1: course you don't. But you hear me, don't you?
2: Yes, but but who are you? What what do you want?
1: I have something I wish to give you. Not Not so loud. You wake Mabel. Your wife cannot hear me. My words are for you alone. Really? Eberhard Edwards. You are a rare creature. An honest man. A virtuous man, a good man. There are so few of you left.
2: I don't think I'd go so far as to say that, sir. It is very kind of you, just to say. And I wish to reward you. Oh, I don't need anything to show. I am the one to
1: decide that, Everhard. If you say so, sir. Tomorrow, when you wake, you will see what you have been given as your reward for being a good man.
2: That's very kind of you, I'm sure, but I... The world
1: I... needs more men like you, Everard. Keep up the good work. Now, go back to sleep. Oh, Everard, you're snoring uh,
4: again, and you're keeping me uh, awake. What, what, dear? Just... Turn over and stop snoring. Have a little consideration.
2: Oh, of course, yeah. I'm sorry, dear M- M- Mabel. Dear. Oh, why can't you let me sleep? Oh, there, there, there's something strange, something very funny. Oh,
4: what are you talking well, about?
2: I'm not sure. I, I can't turn onto my back. <laughs>
4: I don't know. Well, then turn over onto your side and for heaven's sake, let me sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good morning, dear. Storm's over, the sun's shining, the beautiful morning. Oh, you had a rough night talking in your sleep.
2: No, oh, I'm sorry about that, dear. I think I was having some kind of a dream, a kind of a nightmare. Oh,
4: what about? Can you remember?
2: Well, not exactly. There was this voice I heard.
4: Oh, a voice? What did it say? Was it the voice of anyone you recognized? No,
2: no, but, but it said it was going to give me something. <laughs> well, it was only a dream. Oh! What
4: is it, Eberhard?
2: Oh, my back. I just turned over on my back, and it was like I was being stabbed. In
4: the back? Show me
2: where. Right here, near, near the shoulder blade. Oh, my...
4: Oh, it... it can't be. I won't believe well, well,
2: it. What is it? What's wrong?
4: Oh, Eberhardt, you, you must be calm. Now, just control yourself. You mustn't get upset. Well, why should
2: I be upset? Well, now,
4: you're not going to work today, oh. not until you've seen Dr. Reinheimer. What are
2: you talking about? Get
4: out of bed no. and look in the mirror. All
2: right. Uh, I don't see anything out of it. The... Turn
4: around. Turn around and look at your back.
2: Look at my... Oh, my...
4: Good grief...
2: What's wrong with me? Well, there
4: are two growths coming right out of your shoulder blades. Well, what are they? What can they be? Well, I would say... They look... They look like a, a little pair of wings.
2: M- Mabel, I think you're right. They are like li- little wings. With pretty white feathers and everything.
4: Growing right out of your back. Oh, my... Don't move, dear stay
2: right where you are. What are you going to do? I'm
4: calling Dr. Reinheimer for an immediate appointment. She'll know what to do. Imagine.
6: Mr. Edwards, I'm ready to give up. In the last two weeks, you have been given every examination known to modern medical science. Every one. And there are no answers. In over 20 years of practicing diagnostic medicine, I have never encountered a single case that faintly, even faintly, resembles yours. Over 20 years. Mr. Edwards, you are a problem to medical science.
2: Well, I'm I'm sorry to be so much trouble. I guess it's just something I'll have to learn to live with. Oh, no.
6: No, Mr. Edwards, we can't afford to give up. Science must be served. We must keep trying.
2: I understand. I think.
6: We're going to try to find out, Mr. Edwards, whether you're some sort of medical aberration.
2: You mean some sort of freak. Well,
6: you might call it that. Either some kind of medical aberration or...
2: Yes, doctor, or... Uh,
6: or some kind of miracle.
2: You, you mean they're not some malformation? Those little things are, are, are really wings? Well,
6: we're not 100% sure yet, but if they are, and my colleagues and I are almost ready to admit that they are, in fact, wings...
2: Then that would make me...
6: Yes, Mr. Edwards, it would make you an angel.
4: You must stand still. Stop turning around to see how they look. Well, I'm
2: sorry, dear. I still haven't got used to them, you know.
4: Oh, ruining all these perfectly good shirts to say nothing of every suit you have on your back. In a manner of speaking...
2: But, Mabel, dear, we had to cut those slits in the backs of my shirts.
4: Oh, but the suits, too. Including the black mohair, it's my favorite, and you've only had it six years.
2: Well, it'll just take a little getting used to, dear.
4: Oh, it's costing us a lot more money.
2: But you can't expect me to ride in the subway with all those crowds. They could get bruised. They lose their nice white feathers. Mm,
4: But a taxi to and from work every day. I
2: know, dear, I know.
4: Well, I find... I find it pretty humiliating.
2: Humiliating?
4: Yes. Just this morning at the supermarket checkout counter, that fresh little redhead kid dared to say we have a special this week on birdseed, Mrs. Edwards. Five pounds for only 79 cents. Imagine.
2: Oh, that was only his little joke. Well,
4: and the neighbors themselves, Eberhard, they are talking. They, yeah. they are talking.
2: But they're, they're fine people, Mabel. It doesn't hurt us.
4: Yeah, well, some of them even think your wings are fake. You just stick them on that way. That you're really some kind of a nut.
2: Well, let them think what they want.
4: Eberhard.
2: Yes, dear? Sit down. Huh?
4: Please. And I don't want you to get upset or excited or anything. Well, when did I ever get excited? And don't interrupt, please. Oh, I wouldn't think of it. Now, Eberhard, this whole thing is impossible.
2: Oh, I don't know what you mean, dear.
4: We've been married for 27 years. I've been a good wife. Well, haven't
2: I? Oh, yes, yes, people. Yes, a very very good wife. Yes,
4: and there's been times when I've had to be a very patient one. You agree with that? The
2: the patience of Joe. Well,
4: my patience is at an end, Eberhard. This cannot go on any longer.
2: I don't understand. I asked
4: you not to interrupt. I'm sorry, dear. Now, in one way or another, we've got to find a way to get rid of those awful wigs.
2: We can't possibly do that. Why can't
4: we? They're embarrassing. They're expensive. They're useless. They're making us the butt of unfunny jokes from everyone in the neighborhood and what's more They're getting away, Eberhard Eberhard Edwards Those wings must go
0: The Chinese sage Confucius once said True goodness springs from a man's heart All men are born good From his heart, Confucius said. In Eberhard Edwards' case, Virtue has received a little bonus. A pair of exquisite wings measuring almost 18 inches from base to tip. With the whitest, softest feathers. Which Mrs. Edwards has doomed to extinction. Can she? I'll return shortly with Act Two. In heaven, an angel is no one in particular. Heaven is overflowing with angels. The playwright George Bernard Shaw made that observation. Who would look even twice at a being equipped with wings in the celestial realms above us? But when that being happens to be an earthling, one of us, we look and wonder... And that happens to be Eberhard Edwards' problem now. He has won his wings fairly, by virtue of his good life. And they're turning out to be more than anyone could possibly have bargained for.
4: Eberhard, those wings of yours just must
2: go. Oh, be reasonable, Mabel. You know as well as I do that they were given to me by... You know who? as a kind of sign, a kind of reward for being the sort of person that... Well, the sort of person that he thinks I am. Now, in a situation like that, you just don't say thank you very much. It's very kind of you, I'm sure, but no thank you. I, I really don't care for your lovely little gift, and neither does my wife. You just don't do things like that. Well,
4: whether you do or not, it's what you, ever heard are going to have to do. I can't. And I won't live with this anymore.
2: But, Mabel, even if I agreed with you, and, and mind you, I do not, because, well, I think my wings are beautiful. Oh. And, and I love them. But even if I did agree with you that they were a nuisance, just how would we go about getting rid of them without offending anybody? Well,
4: surgery, I suppose.
2: I, I will not consider anything that might be offensive to uh, whoever it was that gave them to me. Well, we'll
4: cross that bridge when we come to it. Let me see. Uh uh yeah it's beginning to take shape in my mind. Uh, yes. I think I have well, it. Well, I
2: hope it's a good one.
4: Well, think Everhard. How did you get those wings?
2: Well, you know as well as I do that that night during the storm, I heard a voice, and I woke up, no, and that's then... that's
4: not what I mean. You were given those wings as a sign, as a reward, as a, a kind of recognition, right?
2: Well, I wouldn't go surprised to say... As anything. a
4: recognition of the fact that you are considered to be a good man. Well, I think you carry it to extremes more times than not, but that's only my opinion. Obviously, there are others who don't agree with me.
2: Well, I suppose so. Yes, yeah. and
4: if those wings were given to you because you were or are considered to be good, then all you have to do in order to lose them that... No,
2: Mabel, no. D- don't even suggest it.
4: Well, you've just got to learn to be bad. To be a sinner.
2: Mabel, what are you saying? I could no sooner commit a sin than I could jump well, over well, the... Well, well, mo-
4: well, sometimes we surprise ourselves.
2: What, a sin? Well, I... I wouldn't know how. Where would a person begin?
4: Well, like anything else, I suppose, the first thing to do is to uh, uh, get a list somewhere of what is considered to be a sin. A list? Yeah, I have it, Eberhard. I have it, the seven seven deadly sins.
2: Mabel, do you know what you're saying? Well, the
4: seven deadly sins, of course, how
2: obvious. Well, what's obvious?
4: Well, we find out what the seven deadly sins are then all you have to do is to commit a couple of them and you'll see how quick you'll shed those feathery things of yours.
2: You really think so, do Um, you? Yes,
4: I'm sure of it. Now, what are the seven deadly sins? Get the dictionary. Uh We can look it up under sins, Uh seven, or deadly. Uh, Put it here on the table, Uh sweetheart. Uh Now, let's try deadly. C-C-D-A-D-E-R. Here we are. Dead, deadly. Deadly sins, also called seven deadly sins. Well, what does it say? A couple of things, and then, ah, then it does list them. Write these down. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay? Pride. Uh, pride. Pride. Covetousness. What's that? I don't know exactly. Just write it down. We'll find out oh, later.
2: Yeah. Covetousness. Uh-huh.
4: Huh? Anger. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gluttony. Gluttony. Mm. Yeah. Envy. Sloth. But
2: that makes six.
4: And... Lust. I beg your pardon? L-U-S-T. Lust. And that's the whole list.
2: Seven deadly sins. What am I supposed to do with them?
4: Do? You commit them. Some of them, anyway. But, Mabel, I
2: could. You you, you know that I just could. It, it'd go against everything. the Well, I'm... why
4: don't we begin with pride? Now, that shouldn't be too difficult. You just take on a... Proud attitude at the bank That's where you can start If it'll help, I'll run up a pretty black cape on the sewing machine It'll help hide those Things for the time being
2: A cape at the bank
4: Get an act with pride You've just been promoted After 27 years To Chief Teller Isn't that something to be proud of?
2: Well, I know, dear, but Well, you'll
4: walk differently Ever hard you'll strut, not walk Like a, a peacock Head high, nose in the air, looking down on but everybody. But, I
2: couldn't. I, oh, I you just have couldn't. to
4: learn, Eberhard. First thing tomorrow morning, you show all of them at the bank what pride really is. And it'll work, I'm sure. What's the old saying? Pride goeth something or other. Your
2: pride goeth before a fall. Exactly.
4: But, but in your case, your pride will goeth before the fall of those dreadful rings. Right off your back.
2: Miss McClory, may I speak to you for a moment, please?
7: Why, sure, Eberhard. Anything wrong?
2: <clears throat> In the first place, Miss McClory, I would like you to address me from now on as Mr. Edwards.
7: But you've always asked me to call you Eberhard. You're
2: kidding. I definitely am not, as you call it, kidding.
7: Okay, if that's what you want, Ever, uh,
2: Mr. Edwards. Yeah. And another thing, I'd, uh, I would be much happier if in the future you would uh, wear blouses with a slightly, <clears throat> a slightly higher neckline.
7: Now, in all the time I've worked at this bank, nobody, but nobody... Well, in my position ever...
2: as head teller, I strongly urge that from now on you dress and comport yourself with a little more dignity, a little more subtlety, and if I may say so, with a little less... Obvious emphasis on the nature of your sex
7: Everhard Edwards What are you trying to do? You stand
2: out You're you're different And in my capacity as Uh, head
7: I'm different I stand out You're certainly one to say that With that silly cape
2: you take Well it does not advertise my features The way your blouse does
7: You just listen to me Everhard Edwards I happen to be very proud of being a woman I have, as you well know, never flaunted my femininity. Nor have I ever hidden behind it. But I am proud of it.
2: Well, maybe that's your trouble. Pride.
7: Pride, my foot. Now, you just go back to being your own sweet self, the Everhart Edwards we all know and love so but well. You don't understand. I, to... I understand one thing. The way you're trying to act, it doesn't suit you. It's not you. You're sweet. You're generous. You are not overbearing. You're considerate. You really, you really wouldn't want to hurt my feelings about my blouses or my walk or anything else. Am I right? Uh,
2: Miss McClory, uh, Edna May. Yes, Mr. Ed. Uh, do go back to calling me Eba, please. Pride, I'm afraid, is not my cup of tea. Uh,
4: and you still have those horrible wings.
2: Well, that's the long and the short of it, I'm afraid.
4: Well, just because pride didn't work, it doesn't mean that one of the other six won't. We'll just keep trying. Oh, do we have to? Well, starting tomorrow, we'll try number two on our list. Which is? Gluttony. Now, that's got to work. We can't miss.
1: You are certain you would not like to remove his cape before dining? Uh, it's uh, one of my, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, idiosyncrasies. Uh, of course, monsieur. Then, to commence, may I suggest half a dozen of our luscious oysters with our very
2: special cocktail sauce? Well, that sounds good. Well, half a dozen for my wife.
3: And two
4: dozen for you.
2: And two dozen for me. But of course,
1: monsieur. Uh, For the fish, of course. No soup? Ah, uh, stupid of me, madame. But of course, I would recommend our soup of croissant. What soup. Very light on the stomach, a bunch soup, possible flavor.
4: Well, I'll skip the soup, but you have it, dear. Well, I think uh, I prefer a
2: a good hearty soup. You know, something that'll stick to my ribs, like a rich, heavy bean soup. Oh, yes.
1: but certainly, monsieur. Uh, shall we then uh, omit the fish, uh, since we are having a heavy soup?
4: Oh. Oh, my husband adores fish, don't you, dear? I
1: understand. Our chef is especially proud of the magic he creates with the filet d'eau
2: Well, one order for my wife, two for me. Two. Oh, but, of course, monsieur. Yeah.
4: For the main course. Yes.
1: how's your roast beef tonight? Roast beef? Oh, but excellent, as always.
4: hmm A small portion for me, medium rare, and the special extra cut for my husband.
1: The special
2: extra cut, way over two pounds. Well, I like it rare. With a bone, please. And a double order of your hash brown potatoes, carrots, peas, green beans. Oui, monsieur. Uh, we skip this salad. Oh, what kind of a meal is it without a salad? Certainly salad. A big chef's salad. Huh?
1: You and uh, madame, will share one. No, no, w- w- one each. Make mine extra large. Two chef's salad, one extra large.
2: And I think we'll wait till later to order dessert. You, you have so many tempting ones, I, I find it difficult to choose. <laughs>
1: Thank you, monsieur.
2: I will send the wine steward to your table immediately.
4: How am I doing? Wonderful, Eberhardt. I'm really proud of you. But you know, it's not just enough to order. Yes. To be a glutton, you have to eat what you order. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. I, I can handle it if
2: my
1: wings monsieur, must go. madame, your oysters. Half a dozen for madame. And for monsieur, two dozen. Good appetite, monsieur. And if you will permit me to say so, the very best of luck.
3: <laughs>
4: You're doing just fine, dear. Keep it up. Those wings will begin to shrink any minute now.
2: Oysters and all that soup, fish, the wine, all the trimmings... Mabel, I I don't think I can eat any. I I don't think my stomach is capable. I
4: have another roll in butter, Everhard. I'm so proud of you. You're doing wonderfully.
2: Uh, I'm I'm not so sure. And
1: here, monsieur, the prime rib of beef au jus, exactly as you ordered. Oh. Two whole pounds of succulent, juicy beef. Two inches thick with a beautiful natural gravy Mm -hmm. that will make your mouth water. Mm -hmm. Monsieur. Oh, 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 dear, if you'll
2: excuse me. May I help? Where are you going? Uh, uh, Somebody, anybody.
4: Show me the way to the man's room, please. Keep the thermometer in your mouth a few more seconds. Everything's going
2: to be fine. Oh, I'm sorry I let you down, dear. I went I, I well. Yeah, I know, dear. Mm. 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 Not quite a hundred and
4: one. Not too bad.
2: Oh, I guess I was never cut out to be a glutton. I, I wouldn't care if I never ate anything ever again. Uh, I, I feel terrible. I, and I never want to get out of this bed. Never.
4: Good. Uh. Because that's the next of the seven sins. Idleness. Laziness. Just... Doing nothing. The one they call sloth. D- doing
2: nothing? Not a single
4: thing. Absolutely nothing. Now, that shouldn't be too difficult, should it, dear? How does your back feel?
2: After three days in bed, a little sore. Uh,
4: any sign of those wings shrinking? Shriveling? Just falling off?
2: Nothing
4: really are the picture of sloth. We hold days in bed. Uh,
2: Maybe this whole business of the seven deadly sins just isn't worth it, Mabel. It, It might be easier just to keep the wings.
4: Well, you've gone this far. Mabel,
2: I am not a proud man. I am not a glutton. And I'm afraid I'm not slothful either. I want to get up and go to work. I I just can't do nothing. I, I hate the idea of your playing waitress, servant, nurse to a lazy man.
4: Well, if you must know the truth, it is beginning to be a little wearing. I am tired. Uh, is
2: it all right, then?
4: Uh, only if you promise to try one of the other sins.
2: Great. Except for shaving, I'm ready. Uh, oh,
4: you're all dressed. Well, I
2: didn't want to lose any time.
4: Oh, But remember... Remember your promise. Now, which one is next?
2: What have we got left?
4: Ah, uh, let's see. Envy, covetousness, anger, and...
2: Lust. Well, it could be try for anger. You know, sometimes I feel that, well, that it's I could... Well,
4: just what I was about to suggest. And this time we won't fail. I have a plan.
2: Who you're calling? You'll see. Well, who? What's the difference? Well, I'd just like to know oh. that...
4: Uh, Mr. Charnoslav? Vladimir Charnislav?
3: Himself, in person.
4: Oh, well, this is Mabel Edwards. You may not remember me.
3: Absolutely
5: correct. I don't.
4: Uh, well, I worked with you uh, a few years back, Hartford.
5: Connecticut, of course. I remember the voice. The young lady who was so young-looking, so pretty, and already so untalented. Oh,
4: you always had your little jokes, Mr. China What
3: can I do for you?
4: Well, if I could come to see you, I have a little problem. And I'm sure you'd be able to help.
5: Could I have one small hint?
4: Well, it would take too long to explain. Would you be free any time this afternoon, say 3 o'clock?
5: You uh, have my address? I do.
4: And thank you so much. We'll be there promptly at three. Yes, Eberhard and I, my husband. Till three then. Bye-bye.
2: What was that all about? Uh, What does uh, Vladimir, whatever his name is, have to do with uh, what you call my little problem?
4: Trust me, Eberhard. This time I know we're on the right path. Vladimir Chonislav is a genius. If anyone can help, It'll be Vladimir and the Charnoslav Method.
0: We all know it's not an easy thing to be good. Temptation keeps rearing its lovely head every minute. It's only the very strong who can wholly resist. But Eberhard Edwards is finding out that for him, it's just as difficult to be bad. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. There was a popular song many years ago that went, A good man is hard to find. And we won't argue the point. It's true. But suppose that good man or woman were you. What would you do if some power chose to grant you a beautiful pair of wings? Live with them and enjoy them? Or try, inoffensively, of course, to shed them? Eberhard Edwards is doing his best to lose his. But so
2: far, with very little success. Mr. Charnislav, Mabel says you're a genius. Uh, That's quite true.
4: Well, we want you to teach him how to be angry.
2: Angry? Angry? That's all?
4: Yeah, but really angry. From, like you used to tell us, from the pit of the stomach.
2: My wife has the idea, Mr. Charnislav, that if I, if you can teach me how to be angry, not pretend to be angry, but, but really, genuinely furious, it would help me to... Lose something that I've been trying to get rid of.
5: Your inhibitions, no? Uh, well, that and, and a little bit more. Yes, I understand. Very well. We we begin. First, would you kindly remove that cape you're wearing? Oh, you uh-huh.
4: couldn't do that, Mr. Stanislav. There's a very good reason.
5: I see. Well, then, take off your your tie, uh-huh. open your collar, mm-hmm. now remove your shoes. All right. Well, that's uh-huh. very good. Good. Uh-huh. Now, if you please lie down here on the floor. On the floor?
4: Do as he says, Eberhard.
5: Yeah, hmm. Flat on your stomach, stretch out Stretch More Very good, very good Now, on your knees Like this? Good Now listen carefully You are a strong young lion I... I, I'm what?
4: Don't interrupt, Eberhard. A young
5: lion, you are in a clearing in an African jungle. You have been starving. You have hunted for days for food. You have just succeeded in catching your supper, a small gazelle. You're about to eat your supper when you see a strange young lion approaching. He comes quite close. You look into his yellow eyes you see there the look of hunger of desperation he reaches out one huge paw to take away from you your dinner at that moment in your blind fury your your uncontrollable anger you shake your mane wildly look that other lion in the eye and you let out a bellowing of hatred a roar, a frenzy. Roar, Mr. Edwards!
4: Roar! Do as he says, Everhard. Let yourself go. I
2: don't know how. It's very
4: simple. Just
2: roar. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Charnislaw. Oh, we try something else. Stand up, please. No, I never was very good at
5: impressing. We try one more time. The Charnislaw method has never failed. Mr. Edwards. Y- yes? You might as well know the truth. I am madly in love with your wife. I have been since the first time we met. I love her, and I am man enough to hold on to her. But you, you, Mr. Edwards, you are nothing. And to show my scorn for you, this. Oh, you,
2: you hit me
5: right in the face. You uh, like to make something of it?
2: Oh, you, you poor man, to, to be so carried away by your emotions that you Well, would what
4: hit... are you going to do about it, Eberhardt?
2: What else is there to do? Poor Mr. Charnaslav. I, I I turn the other cheek. it strike me again, if you like. Huh?
5: Oh, I give up. For the first time, my method has failed. Leave my studio, both of you.
2: Yeah, but, but what you said about yourself and my wife... It wasn't uh... true, of course. It was part of the method. Well, I, I hope you'll excuse me for everything. I... I, I just find it impossible to get angry, mad at, at, at anybody or, or anything. I'm, I'm sorry I let you down.
4: Well, envy, covetousness... Ah, haven't worked any better than the rest. There's only one more left to try.
3: The, the, uh,
2: the one we've been saving for the end? Lust?
4: Yeah, Everhard. I know how reluctant you are to try it, but it's our last chance. I I know. Hmm. Uh, How about going to some of those, uh, you know, movies? There's a whole page of ads in the paper, or or buying some of those magazines.
2: Well, there's got to be something better, uh, surer than than that. Like what? Uh, Something where I'd be uh, uh, more directly involved.
4: Eberhard.
2: Well, I'm ready to give up the whole idea, you know. We've
4: gone this far. No, no, no. We must go through with it. I'm sure you'll find a way.
2: Bart-a-bar. Bartender, I'll, I'll have another. Fill her up, uh, ginger ale.
7: Hi, honey. Are you uh, enjoying yourself?
2: Yeah, uh, yes, yes, indeed.
6: Well,
2: what's your line,
6: honey? My line? Well, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh, well,
2: I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a banker.
6: Oh, you say? That's very interesting. Oh.
3: Look, why
6: are you so unfriendly?
2: Well, I, I beg your pardon, ma'am. I didn't mean to be. It's, it's just that, uh, well, I'm I'm waiting for a friend.
6: Oh, well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Have fun, honey.
2: Uh, another ginger ale, bartender.
3: Oh, I I, I beg your pardon, Hi. sir. Is this
2: stool taken? Oh no, no, ma'am, it's not.
3: Do you like
2: Oh, well, no, not, not at all, young lady. Thank you,
3: sir.
2: Uh, you you, uh, you you come here often?
7: Oh, first time. It's begun to rain. I I thought I'd come in here and wait till it stops.
2: <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, would you allow me to buy you a drink?
7: Oh, I don't drink.
2: What, what's your what's your line I, I mean uh, uh, what, what do you do for a living
7: um, a social worker
2: now, is that interesting?
7: Well, there are so many people in the world who need help. Who need a little cheering up now and then. You know what I mean?
2: Boy, I certainly do. Then that's a lovely idea. Uh, Who do you work for?
7: Uh, Strictly for myself.
2: Well, I thought that most uh, social workers have...
7: Not me. You see, when I... See, I need it. I do my best to fill that need with nobody else's help. And I provide as much... Happiness,
2: is I know how. You, you are a, a lovely young woman, and and a good one.
7: I like to think so. Well,
2: there, there are so few people anymore who care about anybody but themselves. Isn't that know. the truth?
7: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you pay the bartender and we can get out of this dump?
2: Get out, but but, but it's raining. We won't be going very far. You mean? But you said that you were a social. Look,
7: honey, we're both grown up. I'm a big girl. You're a big boy. What do you say, honey?
2: If I understand you correctly, and, and I think I do, it, it's, well, it's past my bedtime. And, and Mabel, my wife, won't know what's happened to me. What I'm trying to say is that I...
7: I... Uh, I know what you're trying to say. Good night, baby. Pleasant dreams. Go home to Mama and uh, feather your nest. Feather
2: my... How did you know? I told you the whole story, Mabel. That's all there is to it. Oh, would you move over a bit, dear,
4: onto your own side
2: of the bed? Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I I was no better at lust than I was at anything else. Uh, I I tried. I I really did. But nothing, nothing came of it. I I just
4: couldn't.
2: I know, dear. Mabel, you're very sweet. Uh, Good night, dear. Good night.
4: Good night.
1: Eberhard Edwards.
2: You? Again? Do you hear me? Oh, yes, indeed. What, if I may ask, have you come to see me about this time?
1: The little matter of your week.
2: Well, I meant no offense. Believe me, I, in trying to lose them, I was just... Well, you see, that they were beginning to be... I
1: understand very well, Eberhard. You are a very good man. I am going to do something for you. You are? To show my special appreciation. You will no longer be
3: troubled
2: by your wings. Thank God. I I mean, uh, uh, thank you. Watch. I can hardly believe it. M- Mabel, Mabel, wake up. M-
4: my wings, look! Oh, are you talking in your seat? No, no, look,
2: Mabel, no wings. They're, they're gone. Oh,
4: isn't that what, what? What do you call that? What? Around your head. That circle of light. Eberhard. You've been given
0: a halo. You recall that popular classic of the 20s that went... If I had the wings of an angel... Over these prison walls I would fly. It almost became the theme song of the Edwards family. But that all changed. Now when Mabel wants to go to sleep... She asks Eberhard to turn off his halo. The light keeps her awake. But, alas, Eberhard can't do that. And in the hope that something will happen, his bedside reading each night has become Rudyard Kipling's The Light That Failed. I'll be back shortly. The fable you've been listening to had no gore, no vampires, no mad scientists, no men from Mars, just a simple little tale that says, in this slightly imperfect planet we inhabit, there might be a chance that some latter-day Diogenes, who spent his life looking for an honest man, might just find him in the home of Eberhard Edwards. Our cast included Hans Conried, Marion Haley, Jackson Beck, Bryna Rayburn, Martha Greenhouse, and Arnold Moss. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams...